you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. We have quarterback updates from Miami, from Carolina, and from Washington, where earlier today Ron Rivera tried to put his comments back from whence they came. And with that, we welcome you to a Tuesday edition of NFL Now on NFL Network. My name is Andrew Siciliano. Happy to have, as always, by my side, this well-dressed guy. How are you, Steve White? I'm good. You know what? Since that was such a great line right there, I say we go for two. Rest of the show. See what you did there. I'm going to throw my full body weight into this highlight now from Monday Night Football. Let's do it. AFC West at Arrowhead to wrap up Week 5. Derek Carr with 199 on the career passing touchdowns coming into the game. He would earlier throw 200 to Devontae Adams. And here he's got to get strip sacked by Chris Jones. Wait, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris Jones was called for roughing the passer. Carl Sheffers is the referee. Your thoughts? I mean, come on. That's he still had the ball in his hands. He didn't try to hurt him. He actually came up with the football. Yes. Chris Jones came up a big with the swing football, right there. And it would eventually lead to a Raiders field goal. The story of this game, really, other than that, was Travis Kelsey. He's superhuman. He had only 25 yards receiving, but he had four touchdowns. Derek Carr kept him in the game. They blew a huge lead, 17 to nothing. And their number 17 gets him back with his second long touchdown of the day. Josh McDaniels with four and a half to go is going to go for two. And he almost got it. Some would say that Josh Jacobs did get in. But he didn't. But he didn't. And so instead of tying it, the Raiders are down one. Now, Steve, they got the ball back. And after Devontae Adams had a catch called back on third down, what happened here? Oh, the receivers collided. It was – it's just – it's – it was the Raiders, the stuff the Raiders have been doing all season long. Little things like this. Chiefs rally from down double digits. They win. They beat the Raiders. And Uh-oh. then Devontae Adams shoves a guy on the field afterwards. More on that coming up in a second. That's an emotional game. So what I thought wasn't, I guess, wasn't right. So, um, but it is what it is. The guys felt the same way I did. So, yeah, I, I think it... Gave us a little juice, probably. Cook, as long as you've been here, I don't believe I've seen you as, as 
maybe annoyed on the sideline following the Chris Jones sack. You guys are trying to get me fined. I'm not going to bite. I'm just not, I'm not going there. I mean, I can't, I can't, uh, I got it off my chest. And he, he got it off his chest. So he, he made the call he made and I got what I needed set. You just don't know how guys are going to respond. I mean, we have a lot, we have a lot of the same players that have been in some deficit games. But at the same time, we have a lot of new guys as well. Um, and so for guys to respond and just to keep battling, um, no matter we're down 17 points, um, and, and show that we can fight back from anything, um, that's what you want to see out of any great football team. Raiders Chiefs, baby. It's going to bring it out of you, man. Especially, um, you know, we started off a little slow. Um, had some calls not go our way. And... Uh, Got not only us fired up, but that entire stadium fired up. And uh, Arrowhead had our back, so we, uh, we, we just rallied together and really, uh, really fought through that one. The flip side of this, however, is that the Raiders, and we could talk all you want about the two-point conversion, they did that in a game in which they were up 17 to nothing. They lost a 20-nothing lead at the half to Arizona. Kyler made his magic, but the Raiders blew a lead. Patrick Mahomes made his magic last night, but the Raiders, again, Steve, blow a lead they cannot close. And this is what's so confounding to Raiders fans. I mean, they've been in nothing but one-score ball games, and they continue to self-inflict the damage that has them one four. Here's a two-point conversion, okay? The call is what it is. They felt that they were driving. Josh Jacobs was a beast all night. But look, the, the play that really swung it was a defensive hold. 9.28 left. The Chiefs line up for a field goal. The field goal is missed. They call a defensive holding on a lineman. Gives the, the Chiefs new downs. Four plays later, Travis Kelsey scores one of his four touchdowns. But you have things over and over. The receivers colliding at the end of the ball game. Um... It's it just if you if you follow the Raiders, you're just like, when are we going to get over this? Because they've done it just about every game. It is a series of little mistakes. A lot of Raiders fans are going to say calls that didn't work against them or make up calls or other things that happened. But little mistakes that happen over and over. And Baldy, I don't know how Josh McDaniels can stitch this up because they've got a great string of games that seem favorable to them. But again, the little mistakes that keep on popping up that cost them these close ball games. Goes to show that they're close, but close only counts in horseshoes. Well, consider this too as well. Last year, and obviously Gruden started the season, all the turmoil, didn't finish the season, they eventually made the playoffs. They were 7-2 and two in one-score games. This year with the new coaching mm-hmm. staff, you tear it down kind of sort of halfway and you try to build it back up around Derek Carr. This team is not winning these one-score games, and they blow a huge lead in a division game, which could have been a season swinger yesterday. Now, what everyone's talking about in your office today, and that is the Chris Jones roughing the passer. He came down to the football. He stripped it. He landed on the football. Carl Cheffers called roughing the passer. Here is what Chris Jones had to say afterwards. Hey, listen, this is a Christian-like league, man. I'm going to pray that I stay off the quarterback, okay? I'm going to have to pick him up and carry him. Lay them down nowadays, man, you know. But, you know, the Ralph, I, I get it. it. It happened so fast, you know, and it kind of looked like that initially. But when you actually look at through the video and slow it down, you see I kind of braced. And the ref might have seen just a big 300-pound land on him. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying the ref is wrong, but I'm just saying that those situations can affect the game tremendously. And I give Chris Jones credit. He was calm and level-headed. Certainly helped, I'm assuming, that they won they that won. football They game. won. They won. But he said all the right things. I don't think he's going to get fined. This is just me. Carl Sheffers said the quarterback's in the pocket. He's in a passing posture. He gets full protection. So when he was tackled, my ruling was that the defender landed on him with full body weight. The quarterback is protected from being tackled with full body weight. 
He was also asked, guys, that if this had gone to replay, people say, hey, let's give us replay for these, that he believes that the replay still would have shown that he landed upon him with full body weight, and it did not matter that he did so with the football. didn't matter that he caused and recovered a fumble. He also pointed out, Baldy, that he is 342, and then he kind of raised his eyebrows, 345 pounds. So how do you yeah. coach a 345-pound man to – you don't live in the Matrix. You can't just stand him up and hug him no. like Max Crosby did. What do you do? Well, a lot of defensive linemen have changed the way that they actually tackle these quarterbacks. Grady Jarrett did it, and he got flagged for it against Tom Brady on Sunday. But, you know, Carl Jeffers didn't have the advantage that I had this morning of slowing it down and watching it over and over again. And what Chris Jones said, he actually did pull off him, Andrew. You can't see it in real time. Carl can't see it from behind the right side of the behind the line of scrimmage. He can't see it. But right here, when when uh, Chris comes down, he actually pulls off a little bit. He doesn't put his full body weight into him. And so, can you go to replay and then change the call? I don't know that you're going to see it in replay. Um, it was easy to see this morning where Chris Jones, he could have drilled him and put his body weight into him. I didn't see that from Chris. And so, I feel like we're in a real bad era right now. You know, starting with what happened with Tua, what happened to Teddy Bridgewater this weekend, Brady. Like, I, I feels like the rules are in place, and they're good rules to protect a quarterback. But I don't think we have to go crazy about this thing right now, and I think we're on that verge of doing that. Baldy, you know, it, it's interesting because I heard a lot of discussion this morning on talk radio and whatnot, is that every time the NFL makes a change, there seems to be an over-market correction, right? And I don't yes. know if that's the case right True. here. I don't know if the officials have been told, hey, be very sensitive to this. And I get it. If they are, again, after seeing – what happened in the Tua Tunga Bailoa situation? But the Grady Jarrett thing on Tom Brady absolutely was not roughing. He did not try to harm or spike. And Chris Jones didn't do the same thing either. And as Chris Jones said right here, the fact that, you know, it's weird. Usually you see roughing penalties once the ball is delivered, right? He still had the ball mm -hmm. in his hands. I mean, Derek Carr still had the ball in his hands. Yeah. He came up with the football. He came up with the football. This is something that could have absolutely swung what was going on in the game. The Chiefs get possession deep in their own territory, and they go in and put points on the board. And things aren't as close as they look right now. So, again, I'm sure this will be reviewed and discussed a, a lot. But it's just to, for everything to happen all on one weekend, and, and you know, after the rule changes with the concussion protocols and whatnot, it just seems like an effort is being made to be a lot more sensitive to it. Again, the the, the point is, is very good, um, but just the fact that it could it could have really impacted two outcomes. Uh, it, did, it did in the Kansas City game, which it, it makes it so much more glaring. Well, whether or not there's an emphasis, the officials are human beings here, right? They watch the TV. They are aware of what's going on in the league. And you may obviously be more prone to make a call on in the interest of safety, in the interest of caution. It's understandable. And also, by the letter of the law, you can understand how both of those calls were made. It's a question of how are these laws written and how are they actually applied in real time and at full speed where we have the benefit of replay and we can go back and look at any and everything and yeah. try to nitpick it. We're going to get back to this a little bit later. Kurt Warner called that game. We'll get a quarterback's perspective in a little bit. Baldy, Steve, thank you. There's another issue, however, from that game. Mike Garofolo, Tom Pelissero with me now for the Insider Report. And that is, Tom, what we saw with Devontae Adams going out of the stadium, going from the field to the tunnel to the locker room where he shoved a cameraman, a technician, somebody there exiting the field. What's the latest there? 
Well, Andrew Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams faces league discipline, potentially including a suspension for shoving that photographer after Monday night's loss in Kansas City. Now, Adams addressed this both with reporters in the locker room and again on Twitter after the game, saying in part, sorry to the guy I pushed over after the game. Obviously very frustrated at the way the game ended and when he ran in front of me as I exited. That was my reaction. I felt horrible immediately. That's not me. My apologies, man. Hope you see this. Well, unclear if the photographer saw it. What we do know is he immediately went to the police after that incident occurred, filed a police report alleging assault. The Kansas City Police Department says that they are now investigating. The man's injuries are not believed initially to be life-threatening, according to the Kansas City Police. So the NFL is reviewing this situation closely, Mike. I would anticipate that we get a decision on suspension or not today. At minimum, you would expect that there's going to be a fine for Devontae Adams here. Yes, uh, this kind of feels like more than a fine, though. I mean, there's really no comparison right here because... You know, it's been Mike Evans for starting a little Bruja. It's one game, but that's amongst other NFL players who are wearing pads and kind of expect to be hit at some point on the field, right? I mean, you're, you're a photographer and you're just walking by. You're not expecting to be shoved. You didn't show up there fully padded and expecting contact. contact. So uh, I'm really curious to see what the league is going to say on this. Now, the Raiders have a bye on Sunday. Uh, so if there's some kind of appeal process, perhaps they'll... Uh, he'll have a chance to really uh, state his case. There's no rush in the same sense that there would be if the Raiders were playing this weekend. Uh, but I would say this, you know, you watch the video there and Devontae Adams saying he immediately felt remorseful or whatever word he used in the statement. Well, he kept walking right past the guy. If he immediately felt that way, he'd say, oh, wait a minute. Sorry, shouldn't have done that. You okay? My bad. He just kept on walking there. So We'll see what the league decides. Kind of feels like this is going to be something deserving of more than just a fine, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll wait and see. This one's tough. You know, it's the player's field. However, there are plenty of guys, men, women, working there, professionals doing their job to the best of their ability. There is another angle that we didn't show. Uh, It's from behind Adams. And remember, he's got a helmet on, periphery vision not the best, and peripheral vision not the best, where it seems like from the other angle, the guy just cuts him off. No spatial awareness, and there is a Daryl Jackson of the Super Bowl-like arm extension there, clearly. But to your point, you help him up, I don't know. I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm we, not making we don't this wanna, decision. We don't want to encourage any types of violent incidents, of course, Andrew, on NFL fields. But Mike and I have been sideline reporters and doing hits before games on plenty of different stadium fields. One place where you need to have your head on the swivel exactly. is walking by the tunnel because there are players coming and going. Some places will have security keeping people away. Other places, apparently, it's like this where guys can kind of wander wherever they want to. Having your head down and walking directly in front of a player. Uh, again, not getting into the legal aspects not of this, wrong. but I would say not real bright by and the person that's who got the conversation there. Steve and I were having off the air as well. It's like you're stepping into the freeway there, right? You're stepping onto the highway you got to look both ways. And to your point, right, most stadiums immediately have people, security on either sides of those tunnels with their arms out saying, hey, players are coming in and out. All right, we're, we're spending too much time on that. Tom, Damian Harris, injury update, real football on the field here. What's his status in Foxborough? Well, Andrew, Damian Harris has a hamstring injury, still undergoing tests, but my understanding is he is likely to miss 
multiple games here. This is going to be a more significant type of a hamstring injury, and obviously those are always hard to predict. But in the short term here, it certainly sounds like we're going to get more of Ramondre Stevenson, who had a big game after Harris dropped out of Sunday's uh, big win over the Detroit Lions. So more Stevenson. If you've got one of those guys in fantasy, that would be the guy to play going forward. Okay, and, and if you're in fantasy and you're starting a Carolina quarterback, it's probably P.J. Walker this week. That's right. Baker Mayfield got second opinions on that high ankle sprain, which basically confirmed what they already knew. There's not major damage in the ankle, though, of course, a high ankle sprain always means that you've got damaged ligaments in your ankle. This is not an injury that is going to require surgery either for Mayfield. And I'm told the Panthers right now are not putting him onto injured reserve. That leaves open the possibility Mayfield could come back sometime within the next four games. He's a guy who's always played through a lot of injuries. He's got a high pain tolerance. Realistically, though, the recovery is more like two to six weeks, somewhere in there. So in the short term here, it's going to be P.J. Walker time starting on Sunday against the Rams. Yeah, you can try to will it into happening. You playing on a high ankle sprain doesn't work that way. You can just ask Mac Jones and the Patriots. You're talking multiple weeks here for Baker Mayfield. It's about mobility. It's about the ability uh, to stand on a stable ankle. And with a high ankle sprain, that's really difficult to do. So yeah, I I think multiple games at the very least for Baker Mayfield is a fair assessment of this one. And as you guys are speaking, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, according to our James Palmer, just said he does expect, as we had all said on Sunday, that Russell Wilson will play this coming Monday for the Broncos. Thank you, Mike Garofolo and Tom Pellicero. Gentlemen, back a little bit later. Coming up next, oh yeah, just the Eagles and Cowboys coming up on Sunday night in Philadelphia. What Jalen Hurts has in store for that Dallas defense and assuming it's Cooper Rush, what do the Cowboys answer back with? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, 
It's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Left, caught in one hand, touchdown! It is intercepted! Intercepted. The big boys are now starting to impose their will. Sanders in for the touchdown. Ah! Leaping catch. Noah Brown flushed out. Run sack. Yes, it is a touchdown to A.J. Brown. Pollard with a house call. Eagles pick it off. Cowboys win. Never a doubt. The Eagles are going to be 5 0. Yeah, 5-0, 4-1. What a game we have Sunday night in Philadelphia. That Dallas pass rush, which feasted on the Rams' banked-up offensive line, comes in chasing Jalen Hurts with 20 sacks, second of the NFL, behind the 49ers. Jerry Jones, it should be fun, huh? I'm so impressed with uh, really the way Philadelphia has evolved and, and uh, gotten where they are. Uh, that is going to be a real challenge for us up there. Uh, they've they've got uh, they've got the goods, and so uh, we're going up there uh, Sunday. And uh, 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 what is exciting is that uh, uh, I don't know when I've felt any better about going in to the Philadelphia area, even though they've got one of the best teams uh, they've had in years. Uh, it's called Mojo. It's called Mojo. It's called Cooper Rush in all likelihood as well, as Jerry Jones did say today that the thing for Dak Prescott is how well he could spin the ball. He said spin a whole bunch of times, as if we're talking about spin rate before the baseball playoffs tonight. But expect Cooper Rush, and obviously expect a good game, we would have to think, Steve, from Jalen Hurts. This offense took a little bit to get going. They're a second-half or second-quarter team, Right. I beg your pardon, most of the time. We saw that last week. What kind of challenge are they throwing at the Cowboys this week? Yeah, I mean, and Baldy, I think you'll agree with me on this. This is one where Jalen Hurts' mobility, whether it's scheduled runs, whether it's moving the pocket, was this is going to be key because the Cowboys have really only played one mobile quarterback in Daniel Jones, and they and they really did well against him. They used to spy sometimes. They got different types of pressures. But we know the way Dallas likes to get upfield on their pressures. You move him like this, it's going to make it a little bit tougher for Michael Parsons to catch up to an elusive quarterback. They're not going to have much time. We know the Eagles' O-line is good, but Hurts isn't going to have a whole lot of time, so they're going to have to use him on some scheduled runs and do some things to keep that D-front chasing because Dallas' D-front from the best in the NFL, Baldy. Well, it's the strength of Jalen Hurts is, you know, when to run and how to run, how to protect himself. Teams have not been able to force him into mistakes so far, Steve. He's thrown two interceptions in five games. He has not lost a fumble. Ball security is paramount to him and to the team. He does play behind a very good offensive line. Lane Johnson playing as well as any tackle left or right in the whole league right now. He's on his game. Uh, they had a bunch of banged up guys on the left side. But let's face it, the Cowboys have feasted in this four-game win streak on broken-down, beat-up offensive lines. They've got 18 sacks, 43 quarterback hits against Washington, against the Rams, against Cincinnati. This is a little different test in Philadelphia this weekend. But to your point, Steve, Jalen Hurts has been extremely pragmatic about when to break the pocket, when to get out, keeping his eyes down the field. 
Uh, Jerry Jones said he has evolved. The team has evolved, and they have because of his development. This is also a different test here for Cooper Rush, who won last week, lost a couple of fumbles miraculously, both came right back to the Cowboys. He completed only 10 passes, Steve. 10 in winning a road game against a defending Super Bowl champion. But for years, the Cowboys fans, many of them said, give Tony Pollard the ball more, give Zeke the ball more. Let's get back to the old Zeke. They ran 64% of the time last week. Can they do it like that against Philly? They're going to have to, and as Baldy said, this, and you said, second and third quarter team, right? So they're going to have to set the tone early. They're going to have to get some points on the board in the first quarter and not get behind so they can run the ball because you look at most of their games and the Zeke Pollard tandem has been fantastic. It has really alleviated the need for Cooper Rush to make plays, and that's in part also because Dallas's defense has allowed them to play close games. They haven't fallen behind. No huge deficits to try to make up by throwing the ball. So this is going to be paramount in this game, and this is going to be tough. Because you know, we're talking about Dallas' defensive front. The Eagles are no joke all the way through. So their run defense is really strong. So, Baldy, to me, Dallas has got to have this, this rushing combo work as well as it did against the Rams for them to have an opportunity to get points on the board, which, again, is going to be paramount against this Eagles offense. Well, the Eagles last week against Arizona on rundowns, they went big. And they went to a jumbo package. They took a linebacker off the field, put Jordan Davis on the nose, played 29 snaps on top of the center of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, sandwiched between Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. They got Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick outside, one linebacker, T.J. Edwards. I believe the Cowboys will see that defense, and it will be a test to what they do with Tyler Smith and whoever's at left guard, maybe the former Eagle Jason Peters in their sum. And that's going to be the test because the Eagles have – they, they have a defensive scheme that they busted out last week that if the Cowboys want to try to run it like that on rundowns, all right, let's go. Let's, let's get it on. It'll be a good South Philly street fight if that happens. Eagles number 10 this year against the run. Cowboys have uh, some success of late. Seven of nine against Philadelphia. Scored 92 points against the Eagles in two games last year. Coming up next, how do you fix the Rams? Are there problems deeper than just O-line issues? And uh, what about roughing the passer? Kurt Warner, Hall of Fame QB perspective straight ahead. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get a quarterback's perspective on this now. A gold jacket quarterback's perspective on this. Kurt Warner joins us from the QB room. And, Kurt, you were at the game last night. You were calling it on Westwood 1 with Kevin Harlan. So we have the Chris Jones play, and I know you saw the Grady Jarrett play as well. And I want to be careful. I don't want to make this well. Hey, when I was playing, meeting you, we used to get hit, and it was more of a game and, and all this. Do the quarterbacks think that this is being over-officiated, as grateful as they are, for the protection? <laughs> well, you're right, Andrew. I think we're grateful. And guys are playing longer because of uh, you know some of the rules that they have in place. But I think if you talk to these quarterbacks, to a man, you, they'll take the benefits that come from it. But they want everybody to be able to play football. And you know what we saw last night from Chris Jones was him making a football play. As he was going through the quarterback to get the ball, he ends up getting the ball out. And yes, he ends up landing on... Derek Carr, which by the letter of the law, your body weight falls on the quarterback. It's a penalty, but I understand how hard it is for the officials. I understand how fast the game is and how hard it is to see all the different aspects that go into it. Um, So we've got to figure something out because we've got to allow the defensive players to make these sort of plays. It's what they do. Yes, we want to stop it from being excessive. We all know what happened a week ago Thursday, what happened with Tua, and I think that directly led to what we saw with Tom Brady and the incident with J.D. Brady Garrett. Sorry, Jarrett. And, um, you know, it was one of those situations where you saw the speed of of the, you know, the twist, but then he kind of led up at the end, and it wasn't nearly as physical going to the ground, and so you'd like to see them go, Okay, in that particular case, uh, we're not going to find Grady in that particular situation. So, um, you know, you see both sides of it. You understand both sides of it. We've got to continue to to work through this to make sure that we get it right moving forward so guys can play the game. And it doesn't dictate the outcome of games while still making player health and safety a priority. We have the numbers here on roughing the passer through five weeks. These numbers may surprise people, despite the fact that we've had two very big, high-profile calls these last two days. Roughing the passer calls are down by nearly 50% from last year. 48 through five weeks last year, only 25 this year. Just some perspective here as we look towards week six. Kurt, the Rams looking towards week six, get the Carolina Panthers in here. But they do so with, in all likelihood, a sixth different starting O-line combination in six weeks for Sean McVay. It's mind-boggling. They can't keep anyone healthy. And Matthew Stafford's taken a beating back there, sacked over 20 times. Obviously, they have those issues. But do you see more schematic issues or bigger issues here that maybe aren't protection and O-line related? 
What do you see when you turn on the tape? I think it all stems back to that because when we know a Sean McVay offense, it really starts with the run game and it starts with creating big play opportunities off of play action. So all of that obviously is intertwined with the offensive line. I think what you're seeing is all of it kind of coming crashing down right now is we all know how great Cooper Cup is, but they don't necessarily have that every down receiver that can stretch the field, that can give them those big plays. So now their drives almost seem to have to be 10 and 12 play drives every single time they step on the football field. So now that accentuates the issues with the offensive line because you're not getting 50 and 60 yard chunks uh, at any given time or as much as they used to. And so I think it all just kind of snowballs because of the issues they're having up front and they're behind the eight ball. They're having to work too hard to get points on the board. And it's really tough to sustain if you can't win the line of scrimmage. And they, uh, they, they, they miss Van Jefferson. Huge. People want to talk about Odell and Allen Robinson. Blame Allen Robinson. They miss Van Jefferson, in my eyes, yeah. more than anyone. They probably get him back after the bye. Got to get to the bye, however, with a win over Carolina coming up on Sunday. Also, Kurt, wanted to say happy anniversary. Brenda put this on Twitter today. 25 years ago today, she says she would still choose you. You're spending your anniversary talking to me with technical difficulties. Hope you have something yes. planned big later. Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, 25 years. It's, it's awesome. I, I found myself a good one, as they say in football analogies. I outkicked my coverage. Um, <laughs> but it's been 25 good years, and uh, she stuck with me through the entire journey. And even to this day, I know she wishes I was fully retired, uh, but still working, as you said, even on our anniversary. But, uh, you know, I, I choose her every day of the week, twice on Sundays, um, and it's, it's been a great ride. We love her as well, and thank Brenda from all of us here at the network for letting us share you every day, but especially here <laughs> on your anniversary as well. Happy anniversary, Kurt. Kurt Warner, everybody, our Hall of Fame quarterback with us every week. Coming up next, Josh Allen and the Bills are where? In the power rankings? Uh-huh. Right, Got to take callers. Mike and Philly next. Dan Hansos puts these together. I believe he did so from a pub last night in London. The Dolphins beat the Bills, Steve. The Dolphins are number three behind the Yeah. Bills. See, and that's clearly where he's taking the injuries into, into account. <laughs> I'm getting in the mind of Dan Hans. You are taking me into dangerous territory right now as he's probably trying to find Ted Lasso. Dan actually is Jim Henson, and he's got his hand up Steve's back, and he's kind of big like a Muppet like, right now. I probably would have had them higher, but this is one where Dan's not trusting his eyes, <laughs> and he's trusting his gut. I think Dan's not trusting his gut. He's trusting his, the whiskey in front of him. He's probably <laughs> on his third, third drink. I, I didn't mean it to get here. like this. <laughs> Dan Hansis goes to London, comes back, and then sleeps in for a week, and then this is what happens. Yeah, ship me back in a body bag. I mean, we weren't nice to them. These are the new power rankings. Look at this. They're on NFL.com slash power rankings. You can hear that Dan is back with us at the desk. We have Steve White, who filled in admirably trying to translate the power rankings the last couple of weeks when Dan and the Around the NFL podcast were on the road. It's not here. Sanskrit. It's not Sanskrit. I'd just um, like you here to defend yourself. Welcome home, by the way. We're an easy empty chair punch. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. That's part of the power rankings responsibility is for everyone to tell you you're wrong. But I accept that challenge in Okay, general. we have callers waiting from Philadelphia that would like to know why the undefeated Eagles, the only remaining undefeated team in the National Football League, are number two. 
behind a one-loss Bills team. Because I could not sleep at night if I didn't tell the public from the power rankings perch that the Bills are the best team in football. You're trolling Philly fans, aren't you? Not purposely, but it is how it turns out to feel, and I'm sure in my mentions right now that's the way it is. But I think the Bills are the best team in football. We see it week after week. They are loaded on both sides of the ball. And, you know, they make the Steelers look like um, a peewee team. And it's it's not a shot against the Eagles. I just think that if you put these teams on a neutral field, the Bills are the best team in football right now. But, but I, mean, I get you saying that because when they win, they win. But what has Philadelphia done to take a step back? Right? They've shown they can win in every possible way. Big plays, run game, defense, takeaways. They, I mean, styles make fights. And I think this is one where if you put them on a neutral field, Philadelphia could be right there. But more than anything, Dan, because I really kind of, you know, the Bills might be the best team. But I just don't see what Philadelphia did to fall back. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't such an impressive win in the desert against Arizona. No. Maybe that was just enough. Style points. Just enough. Well, well, we'll find out a lot more about Two is great, by up the way. On Sunday, they, they get the Cowboys, who are now number 10. They are up three with Cooper Rush. Somehow the Cowboys behind the Bengals, who are down three, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Dan is wearing a Yankees t-shirt earlier today, so just know where he is born and raised. Both New York teams are moving up. You have the Jets up 9-17. to 17. We'll get to them in a second. The Giants are up 6-13. to 13. The Giants are the 13th best team in football. And it may, the way you set it up there, not intentionally, I don't think. You make it sound like maybe I'm a New York homer. But this is just, these are good times for New York football. And there Absolutely. has not been this vibe in a long time. With the Giants, Steve, we were just talking in the newsroom. Are they frisky? No, they might be spicy. They might be spicy. And, uh, and they be frisky and spicy. And you see the way this team plays, and they're always in a game, and they're well coached. And uh, on the Jets side, they got playmakers. They, Joe Douglas deserves major credit because all these draft picks that we talked about in May, oh, that looked like a really good class. Oh, it is a good class. These guys can play, and the Packers don't be careful. The Jets are going to put up 30 on them at at Lambeau. Lambeau. Say that again? Well, Lambeau. It's hard to say. The Jets are going to put up 30 on the Packers at Lambeau. Listen, the Packers can't get a stop right now, and the Jets can score points. Look, I agree with both of these ascensions of the New York teams. I think the Giants actually should be higher. I think the Giants should be at 11. Ahead of the Titans. because I can see that. Look, they believe in themselves. They're playing good football right now. This is not like, hey, we're winning just because of the opponent we're playing. They believe they can win. I, I, I like both of these pushes in the ring. I, I totally agree with you. I am bullish on the Giants. They're up 6-13. to 13, So, assuming we have 14 teams in the playoffs, which is what we have. So, they are above the line here as a playoff team. You also have the Raiders at 14, the biggest drops of the, uh, the brand-new power rankings, NFL.com slash power rankings. Uh, the Dolphins are down 8-18. to 18. The Broncos are down 7-23. to 23. The Power Rankings Show, now a podcast with Dan Hansis and... Steve White today. filling in today. Thank you for calling. Get for Connie Fox. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 